This episode of the Dub Dub Review is sponsored by Magical Mara Designs. Do you enjoy showing off your love of Disney by wearing Mickey or Minnie ears, but get tired of wearing ones that are uncomfortable and give you headaches? Check out the made-to-order ear designs at MagicalMaraDesigns.com. We've got cute and comfortable Mickey and Minnie ears made to order. Designing Minnie and Mickey ears is my hobby. Making ones that are actually comfortable to wear is my passion. Check them out at MagicalMaraDesigns.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the WDW Review Podcast. I am your host this evening, Pete Bonacorvo. With me as always, Chris Mallet. Chris, how are you? Doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm well. And joining us is Mr. Scott Nyman. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Oh, finally, uh, we, we, we get Scott we on. We get one of the Nymans. We get the good oh, Diamond. This is excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Don't worry, Stacey will join us. Eventually. I, we're starting to think she doesn't like us anymore. We even showered for the show, and she's still... <laughs> I, have uh, a, I, don't know. I have a feeling she's close by, though. Don't you Don't you think, Pete? I, I think she's way closer than we think. Okay. <laughs> or Scott is way closer than we think. Okay, how close, how close are we talking here, Pete? What do you think? I'm thinking... I'm just gonna... I'm, I'm, this is strictly like a crazy guess. I bet Stacy can feel Scott's breath on her ear right now. <laughs> Stacy, am I close? You are very, very close. Scott is even closer. All right. So, hey. We're sharing the same microphone <laughs> through my ear to record this episode. So, this is going to be great. My, my stomach hurts right now from laughing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, tell me what's going on. So, so they understand <laughs> your audio setup for today. Would you please? Yes. Yeah, I'm super Ugh. low tech. I don't have high tech stuff to record podcasts. And so with Scott joining, I usually record through um, microphones, through like earphones. And um, we don't have capabilities for both of us to record. So after going and purchasing all this stuff for a microphone and connecting it, nothing worked. So I have an earbud in my ear and he's laying right next to me talking into the microphone so we both can be heard. Nice. So really when he speaks, he's going to be talking literally right into my ear. Hey, you have to let him. You can't tell him to leave me alone. You have I'm to really let glad him. we're married because this would be really, really awkward. Oh, Could you imagine if this was like the first vacation they had ever gone on together? They were oh. still dating and they were trying to do this. So that would have been the last vacation they'd gone on together. So Scott, I promise we're gonna get this fixed. Not every show is gonna require you to actually sit or lay right next to Stacy and talk right into her ear. I will get this fixed, I promise. So <laughs> Oh man. So Stacy, first off, and Scott Scott, first off for you. First time on, this is awesome. I, I love having you on. So we always have such a good time when we're together. So Welcome and and thank you for joining us. And Stacy, welcome back. Welcome back, Stacy. Thank you. Thanks for giving me some space. As life got really crazy for a little while there, so I, I appreciate that. 
Oh, no problem. We we have you back on today. Pete, well, what's what's the purpose of our show today besides besides well, um, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to let it be. What's the purpose of our show today? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't on the trip. Some more of this Nyman tomfoolery, right? Is that yes, what we're going to do? It's, it's it's the ultra mega super happy fun time trip report oh, of yeah. the Nyman family truckster trip out to Cali. All right. With multiple multiple Edcott stops along the way. Yep. Okay, so start us off, guys. We're going to let you uh, run with the ball here. If you could spare a microphone or an earbud or something. We're gonna yeah, you, we're, exactly. We're going to let you run here. Okay, good. I have lots of notes, so I'm just going to kind of go through them, but please feel free to interrupt and um, and anything if you have any questions or whatever as we go along. But yeah, this was a mega trip. We took over two weeks um, on this trip because obviously we were driving from Chicago to California. We needed to take... A little extra time so we can actually enjoy our time out there and um so we left by our family of six in our minivan so that's scott and i and then our 16 year old daughter sophie our 14 year old daughter ethan oh no ethan i'm so sorry <laughs> and today's his birthday he just turned 14 and then wow. our 11 year old son griffin and our um four-year-old daughter britta we all you know got into our van after work on thursday the 20th and we headed out so we decided that um we were going to just stop in des moines iowa it was you know about six hours away a good stopping point on the first first night out um but that was just a quick trip quick stop there so we left des moines early the next morning on friday uh, with goals to get to Denver, Colorado, at how, around how, four or how, five o'clock. How far? How, how far is it from Des Moines to Denver? Uh, I think that was the uh, ten-hour day. So that was the longest day we had on the trip. Um, we wanted to break it up. Oh. <laughs> uh. Hey, all right, all right. Hey, you know, I also realized something, What's Peter. Happening? Pete. <laughs> oh, it's a, apparently that is mono, and it isn't showing up in Stacy's earbud. Hey, 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 Pete. You know what? Let's keep let's keep asking Scott the questions, so Scott has to answer in Stacy's ear. <laughs> He's going to keep on asking you questions, so that you have to keep on talking into my all ear. Right. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm like right. two lines in here on this trip report here, so we gotta keep we gotta keep moving here, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I have the giggles. This is not good. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, so so we're going to Denver. It's a it's a ten hour day. Um, throughout the time as we were driving, Britta started complaining of an earache, um, which really reminded me of when Chris went to California oh, and yeah. Beatrice was mm-hmm. complaining of her earache. So that didn't seem to surprise me too much because I'm like, oh, it happened to Beatrice. Of course it's happening to Britta. Um, so convenience has it that we knew where we were, where we were stopping in near Denver. And so we were able to make an appointment at a Walgreens Minute Clinic um, near our destination, which was Florence's house, Edcott member Florence. We love her. She's so graciously, several years ago, actually offered to host us when we made our trip out to California. So we gladly took her up on that offer. So we arrived at her house um, late afternoon, 
quickly said hello to Florence and Mike and a special guest, Tamara Spidell was there as well. She lives really close to Florence. And um, Scott rushed away after saying hello, took Britta to the minute clinic. Thankfully, it was just swimmer's ear. So she got some eardrops and it was it was totally fine after that. But we had a great night together, just a lot of conversation, um, had some burgers and watermelon and um, just really got to spend some time together. It wasn't enough time, nearly enough time, but um, it felt like we had known each other for years. It's just amazing how that happens um, through these Facebook groups and everything. You really get to know the people that you are interacting with. So it was so fun to see them. Totally not enough time. Um, the best part that I thought, um, for the kids at least, was Britta fell in love with their dogs, specifically um, their dog Cinder. Um, and she was just having so much fun. Are you guys with us still? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. Because it got super quiet. <laughs> so we were like, um, am I just talking? And we're going to redo this whole thing all over again. <laughs> Um, no, I, I had muted my microphone for a second good. so I could get over my giggles. But other than that, good. excellent. Sorry. I, I have questions, so, but I don't want to interrupt yeah. you. I have I have well, questions. I'll finish this part right here, and then you can um, then you we can chat about that. Okay. But um, so after Tamara left, we all kind of hung out. I think that they put on a superhero movie. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, we went to bed, but then we woke up early in the morning. All of a sudden, I look. Britta's not there. She's she's gone. So I go outside of the of the bedroom. Florence's house, by the way, is beautiful. We had like our own little wing of the house. Um, Britta was out playing with Cinder and Florence all by herself. And if anybody knows Britta, she does not do that. She is very shy. She stays by her side, but some she felt super safe at their house and um, just kind of bonded with Florence really quickly. Um, and we're we're really thankful that obviously Florence was awake and watching her while we were all getting ready and showering and stuff like that. What were you going to say, Chris? Uh, you know, I was just curious. You know, I know Florence's house is brand new. How long did you guys stay there for? Did you guys just crash for a night? Was it longer than that? Yeah, just overnight. It okay. was. We got there in the afternoon, and then we left in the morning. Awesome. That's really cool that, you know, the community would, would open their arms. Florence would open her arms and welcome you guys in just to, you know. Absolutely. Just, that's really awesome. Scott, yeah, it was super fun. Scott, so you took you took uh, Britta in for, and it was just swimmer's ear. Did she have any issues later on? Did she, could she go in the pools at, at other hotels or, or anything? Or was she kind of pretty much just, she was forced to stay out? Yeah, we, we had uh, talked to the nurse, or I had talked to the nurse practitioner and explained that we were on vacation, and she, of course, knew that we'd want to go swimming, and uh, she was just out of, you know, major precaution. She just said, I'm going to give you this uh, antibiotic to put in her, you know, like, eardrops, and, uh, you know, just keep keep up on that, and she should be fine. So she, she figured, you know, you're not going to waste your time on vacation, Um so it was all good. So she, we put the eardrops in that night. She woke up. It was hurting a little bit, but we didn't go swimming probably until the next evening. So she had already gotten like three or four doses of the, the eardrops. Cool. Yeah, and Britta is really super prone to ear infections. She gets them all the time. And this was very mild. It was more just kind of like complaining a little bit. And we just didn't want it to go into anything full force. So yeah. we were glad that it wasn't actually uh, her normal ear infections. It was more... Um, on the outside of her ear, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was on the out, more on the outside. And uh, I'm wondering too if 
the fact that we were in Denver might have played into the ear problems just with the elevation. Oh, good point. Could have been. Yeah. Yep. Good yeah. point. So, so, yeah, once we were further along on the trip, uh, she didn't seem to complain at all about it. So Yeah, we forgot about the eardrops, actually. <laughs> a few days in, we're like, oh, we haven't done that for a while. <laughs> But she, she's, no, <laughs> she's fine. She's the fourth one. She's fine. Okay. So, yeah. So the next morning we were heading to Salt Lake City. That was our next stop. Um, one of my lizard, our running group um, friends, Mandy, lives there um, along with his her husband, Alex, and their daughter, Marcella. So our goal was to go swimming with the family, but we got a little bit of a later start so um, Mandy was just planning to join us when we arrived in Salt Lake City, which took a lot of pressure off of our drive. Um, we were trying to get there very timely, but since um, Marcella was going to be in bed already, we were able just to kind of take our time. And the thank goodness when we were leaving, Florence was looking at the route and Waze was sending us a different way. And she had us change it to a different um, route. And so she recommended the scenic route, which was probably the the best thing that happened one of the best things that happened on the trip because the trip from denver to salt lake city is one of the most prominent memories i have of our trip i've never seen something so beautiful in the mountains during that stretch and you you see little lakes you see rivers all these little mining towns it was like something out of a story it wow. was just like I, I couldn't believe like I couldn't believe these places were actually real. Like I thought these places were all made up, but this was I mean, it was just gorgeous. So if anybody ever has a chance to drive the stretch from Denver to Salt Lake City, I would highly recommend it. It was really gorgeous. Okay. Um we arrived in Salt Lake City that evening. Kids went swimming. Mandy stopped by and we caught up a little bit and went to Target together, which was actually really comical because you see something as commonplaces target and then behind target are these gorgeous mountains it was like the most bizarre out of place situation Hmm. ever so of course we took lots of pictures and selfies of the target with the mountains in the backdrop Um, yeah i have a similar thing where i go to target and there's like surrounded by palm trees oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know it's like so it's so bizarre to see that because like target is just i mean targets yeah no target is just target normally (laughs) (laughs) it's weird and I, I think some of the, the best parts of the trip, um, people are like, how did you drive all the way to California? And part of my favorite things were stopping at each of these places, meeting people, and then just seeing the change in scenery. Because you just wouldn't see this, you know, in your day-to-day life. You know, like you're you're experiencing like all these elevation changes, the different colors, and it's just amazing to do that type of thing. So. For all the people that say, oh, why don't you just fly and, you know, uh, sure, you could get there faster, but you don't get those experiences. And I think you need to do it once in your life, at least, cross-country. It's, it's amazing. So. Okay. So, you're, yeah, in, so you're, um, you're in Salt Lake City now, okay? Yep. And then so we spent the night there. The next morning, we went over to Mandy's house just for about an hour for breakfast. Poor Britta and her four-year-old Marcella were just instant friends, but they were so sad to have to leave so quickly. But um, we needed to get on. We, we needed to get to California. So, um, we were, but it was really fun to catch up with them and Alex as well. And Mandy baked the most delicious c- cinnamon rolls for our breakfast. So we left on a good sugar high. Um, and on our way out of town, we stopped for coffee with my friend Janelle. And then we located the high school that was used to film High School Musical. It was like one of Sophie's big goals when she kind of found out that's where we were. 
Um, we got there, but there was a private event happening, so we couldn't get right up to the doors. Um, so I was like trying to get Sophie to do some dance moves out front, but of course she thought that that was the most humiliating thing that's ever happened to her in her entire life. <laughs> so she um, just settled for taking a quick picture, and then we were back in the car heading to Las Vegas. So that was our destination for Sunday the 23rd. Um, the trip from Salt Lake City, Las Vegas was really cool because the mountains started to flatten at the top. And I think those are called mesas. Um, is that what they're called? Mesa, mm-hmm. Scott? We think so. Um, yeah. So, and then lots of more red rocks. And we started seeing the cacti along, like all up the mountains and everything. Um, so that was another fun kind of scenery change to, to, to go through there from the, you know, the gray mountains, the red the red mountains and things um our hotel is right past the vegas strip so we drove through that uh i always thought of las vegas i don't know what i thought of las vegas i thought it was like just this little street with these old-fashioned kind of hotels and some of them were fancy i i don't i feel kind of ridiculous for thinking that but i didn't realize that it was just going to be like downtown chicago basically but with lots and lots and lots of hotels like it was like a typical downtown area um we i was fine with just driving through i didn't care to spend any more time there because it was just like a downtown area so we just headed to our hotel um met with my friend kim that evening we we taught together for a few years my first few years of teaching um and we spent time swimming with her family and then Scott, the most fantastic parent that he is, once Kim and her family left at about 1030, he took Sophie and Ethan to walk the Vegas Strip. So um, they went out. See, that's a cool dad. I, it, it was kind of cool. Um, they got back around 1 a.m. Um, he said, oh, you can give your impressions of it. You said that it was really clean and stuff. Yeah, I, I actually thought that it was, they keep the impression up that it's, pretty clean you know on the main strip because it's like fremont street right they want to look great they want people to come back so uh, the actual you know was pretty immaculate actually and it was just lots of lights and um people respected the kids actually which i've heard in the past has not been the case in in vegas you know they hand out some inappropriate things in vegas but whenever my kids would come up um they would kind of turn away and Anyway, that might have been because I was with them, but um, they seem to be respectful at this point. Um, so it was a good time um, uh, to hang out with the kids, the older kids, and just let them get out of the car a bit and walk around. And well, eleven thirty midnight, they probably figured they were undercover cops. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we we got up early the next morning because we were California bound for sure that day. Um, we were able to get to NBC Suites Anaheim in the early afternoon. Uh, we were excited to be there. We were out of the car. Um, at that point, the trip, we pretty much were done with, with driving. But the hotel was kind of meh. We, um, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was tall, just like most NBC Suites are. But it was pretty outdated. Um, really clean, though. So that was, that was a plus. Uh, if you were staying at Disneyland though it's not really close enough to walk to Disneyland it's not um, one of the closer good neighbor hotels but we were only staying there for a couple of days we added this part of our stay on later um, later on so we weren't using tickets anyway 
But we were at Disneyland, so we needed to go to Disneyland or at least as close as we could get without tickets. So that night we went to downtown Disney, um, and it's really hard not to call it Disney Springs at this point. I'm so used to saying mm-hmm. Disney Springs. The uh, shopping before. village. Yeah, and it was, it was really real nice. It was, it was small. There was some upscale stores and things there like Disney Springs, but it was more like the old downtown Disney in Florida. So we explored a little cool. bit. We went to the Earl of Sandwich, which was empty. I think there was like two other families in there. What? It was crazy. I know. Um, we explored the Disneyland Hotel a little bit. We tried to visit Trader Sam's, couldn't get a table. So we headed back to the hotel. So my first impressions that night were really, really mixed. Uh, I didn't know how I felt about it yet. I was blown away by how close together everything was. That was very, very cool. Um Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out. <laughs> Earl of Sandwich was empty. I know. You sure it wasn't a subway that you stumbled into by accident? That's, the differences between Disneyland and Disney World, like that's what we found. Things are just so many things that I kind of stressed over. I, I didn't need to because it was just so different, but yeah, yeah. almost the same. And I'm not a huge fan of Disney Springs just because I think it's overwhelming and so much walking and you know it's just stores when you're in chicago you have access to a lot of the things so it just doesn't attract me so i actually loved uh downtown disney at disneyland because it was smaller and you get to the things you wanted to go to and it was not crowded like stacy said so i actually really enjoyed it what'd you think of the security checkpoint from the disneyland hotel into downtown disney was it crowded? Was it crazy? Was it still there? Not at all. No, no was... security at all the, our entire time. Hmm. We never waited in line. Yeah, I mean, there was security there, but yeah, we didn't wait you know, longer than maybe like four people. Okay. Deep, so. the, the entire trip. Okay. We wait. That, that's what we got to. It was, that was crazy to me, too. Um, so I was really, I, I loved how there was, um, how both California Adventure and Disneyland were so close to each other. I was still a little afraid about the park being in the middle of Anaheim. I'd heard that Anaheim was not very nice, that there was just kind of seedy things in the area. That wasn't true at all. I thought Anaheim was a beautiful city. It was. I thought it was very clean. Um, everybody was very nice. Lots of tourists and everything around there. But I was still nervous that when we were parking in downtown Disney, we could see into the park from the park's of our parking area so i we'd still not been inside the park yet but i was kind of getting a little bit afraid that it was going to seem like we we're at six flags like we we're right in the middle we we're going to be see, seeing traffic from dumbo you know things like that so my mind was still trying to wrap around how much right in the city we were at that point mm-hmm. but um spoiler it, it was nothing like that at all <laughs> but um and then that night, we just kind of hung out in our hotel room. We could see the fireworks from Disneyland right from our room. So that was fun to sit up in our in our bed and watch that out the window. Um, the next day, we decided that we were going to go to the beach. That was going to be our beach day, to go to the ocean. The kids had never seen the ocean before, either, either coasts. Unfortunately, it was in the low 60s on our beach day. But um, we decided to go anyway. It was a high priority we chose Huntington Beach. We talked to a few people, and they said that that was a nice family-friendly atmosphere. Um, and it was. It was a really great little town. We parked really close to the beach. It was pretty empty because it was in the low 60s. 
Um, we were in the water in our shorts and sweatshirts. Um, the kids all went in the water. I think that they all even went under the water. Um, they got all got to taste salt water for the first time, which was really a cool thing. None of them wanted to, but I made them. Um, we did some shopping and headed back to the hotel. Obviously, that was not a long beach day. I think we all thought we were going to be at the beach all day, but it was freezing. So we decided that we were going to go to Hollywood that afternoon Time out. instead of spending the next day. Yeah, T- go ahead. Time out. What did you mean by you made them taste salt water? I got, I have because to, it's pretty weird. It's right. I mean, I was, <laughs> did she like literally like drink the water? Drink yes. the water. She was like dunking their heads in there they're I like drink it drink it what is this about to stick oh. your finger in the water and taste it the biggest <laughs> swirly ever <laughs> scott she's criticizing you for the las vegas strip <laughs> and she's, she's giving her own children swirlies <laughs> in the ocean see this salt water that'll cause dehydration drink it <laughs> i even said to them you're going to regret this if you don't taste the salt water and i was thinking no they won't no they'll regret it if they taste the salt water (laughs) okay okay they all did they tasted it to be be fair all the hotels we were staying at the the swimming pools they must do some salt treatment in it it tastes just like the ocean in the swimming pools that we were at in las vegas so Okay. They had the experience already in the pool. <laughs> okay, because I was envisioning like Kathy Bates from the movie Misery here, but okay, let's let's move along. Okay, very good. Okay. <laughs> so um, we on the way to Hollywood, we stopped at In and Out Burger for the first time for dinner. It was good. I was expecting to be blown away, but I guess I didn't know like the secret menu or whatever. But it kind of tastes like we thought it would t- kind of taste like Five Guys. Um, if you don't have a Five Guys by you, that's going to sound really strange. But Five Guys is a burger chain, in case somebody does not have a Five Guys burger chain by you. Apparently, I <laughs> guess the thing they ask for is a double-double animal style. Yes. And I looked that up because we went again later on in the in the trip, and I did not like those things. So I just got a regular <laughs> same thing I got the last time. Yeah, I, I was not impressed. And when they wanted to go back again, I was like, really? <laughs> it was really, it was kind of expensive, too. But you know what? Whatever. So, um, Scott, on a whim, Scott, I agree. This was back many years ago. The last time I had it, we were actually in Las Vegas, and I could barely make it to the hotel room before like my whole body exploded. So I agree with you. I oh think, no! I think I think it's a little over myself. Bad one. For, so okay, <laughs> okay. So on a whim, we got to Hollywood. Kind of looked around a tiny bit. We decided to go to the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Oh my goodness, that was. Probably that that might have been my favorite part of the trip. Um, I, it was the most fun that we've had as a family in a really long time. We were all in great spirits. We're all laughing and taking photos. Um, this is when I started realizing exactly how funny Sophie and Ethan are. Like we just got out of the car. We were in the car for four days or whatever. I was sick of those kids by that time. I was you know whatever done. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, they're humans, and they're really funny. So they um, they started uh, – We they're really turning into really delightful people, um, and it's fun to have those moments of clarity with them where I'm like, okay, they're going to be okay as adults. Um, 
Chris, did so she just have, refer to her own kids as, hey, they're actually humans? Yeah, you know what? And as I was just saying those things in my brain, I was saying, stop talking. You're, you're saying really weird things. But I couldn't find a way to She stop, referred so to I her son as you. her. Uh, like, man, she is brutal tonight. Just drink the salt yeah, water, just, kids. Just drink the salt water. All right. So we did. Uh, Explain to me the picture of Lucille then, Ball and Scott Nyman. I got to understand okay. that one because that one is that, that's still that gives me the Scott, EBGBs. What were you going for with that picture? What were you going yeah, for? So, so Lucille Ball is making cookies or something, um, and like you know, stirring the dough. She's having. She has a bowl right next to her. Right in front of her. So I went in and. You can't see it in the picture very well. I was trying to put my finger in the bowl to pretend like I was sneaking a taste of the bowl, like licking the bowl. Unfortunately, <laughs> my head in the picture was lowered down to her chest level. So everybody looking at the picture first goes, wait a second. <laughs> so, Creeper. So sketchy. I was going for a taste of the dough, and that's literally what it means, taste of the dough. Nothing else. <laughs> okay. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Okay. You asked. <laughs> so we um. Do we have any more yeah. any other inappropriate moments? Oh, by the way, too, they have a Mad- they have a Madame Tussauds in Orlando too. Do you know that? Yeah, stuff? they do. Oh yep. yeah, it's at the Orlando stuff. Eye. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. Um, we were sad that Taylor Swift wasn't there. That's who Scott really wanted to see, but yeah. she wasn't there. I heard she's in the Nashville one. So makes sense. <laughs> So, um, Hollywood was sadly really, really dirty. Um, just like dirt level, not like inappropriate things. Um, there are just, I think there's just so many people and they just can't keep up, but they need some street cleaners or something to go through there. Hmm. But that day that we were there was the anniversary of Michael Jackson's death. So his star on the walk of fame was right by the Chinese theater, which is where obviously everybody wants to go. So there were huge crowds. You know, there were several Michael Jackson impersonators, and those drew tons and tons of crowds around them. So um, we were able to kind of go and do what we wanted to do, but then we wanted to get out of there. It was just too many people, um, too many people who were making us feel a little bit uncomfortable. So we um, decided that we were going to head out, but we did hit a really cool $5 shop for lots of fun Hollywood souvenirs that shrunk really fast in the wash and we couldn't wear anymore but um yeah we're, we're really used to the chinese theater at disney world you know so um <laughs> going to this place where it was pretty filthy so yeah <laughs> and, it was a letdown. and there were a lot of people who were making like inappropriate comments to sophie and i was kind of getting a little bit afraid for her safety and so we were like let's get out of here Um, So we decided that we were going to go find the Hollywood sign, but it was nighttime and we discovered quickly that the Hollywood sign is not lit up. So that wasn't going to work, but we drove up into the hills. I don't know if anybody has never been up to those hills. They're super narrow, but really, really cool. Like there's houses just built upon, you know, different parts of the hill. And um, there's, you know, one side is a cliff. One side is, you know, a bunch of houses and stuff. So um, exploring that was really fun, and, and there was a lot of laughter in the car as we were um, doing really goofy things. Anyway, so um, the next day was our first Disneyland day. We moved from NBC Suites over to Homewood Studio, Homewood Suites, uh, much better location, about a 10-minute walk to the parks. 
And then, but the cool thing about that hotel is that the Toy Story lot um, for Disneyland is right next to that hotel. So they, we couldn't really go from on the buses in the mornings, but we walked in the mornings. And then when we were coming home in the evenings, we could take the bus back and then just be right at our hotel. So um, that was a good tip that, that I had read. Um, and so we had five-day park hoppers. And we arrived on our first day at Disneyland about 45 minutes prior to rope drop and expected massive crowds. And us had just opened to the public without reservations just a couple of days before. It was rope drop, a normal day at Walt Disney World with nothing going on, draws massive crowds at rope drop. Nope, not at Disneyland. We were like seventh in line to get into Disneyland. Um, so since we were there, we were seventh in line, we might as well go rope drop galaxy's edge so wanted to get it out of the way we weren't sure what to expect um we entered the park about 15 minutes prior to scheduled opening they led us around the hub to the to the holding area but entering it it was it was magical like i didn't cry like i thought i might cry um going into disneyland because i think i was so focused on getting to galaxy's edge Mm -hmm. but also because it felt identical to walt disney world but in an alternate universe. So things were just different enough that I was thrown off a little bit, but it was still so familiar that it was comforting. So um, it was kind of freaking me out a little bit. Like I kept on looking around going, this is weird. This is weird. It, it, it looks the same, but it's not the same. Um, we, we didn't really take time to explore right then because the crowd was growing for Galaxy's Edge. Um we we're pretty close to the front of the of the holding area to get um, to start walking toward the the part of the park, but we had Britta in the stroller, and that just slowed us down a ton. So when they let us in, people started running. Um, we didn't run; we walked at a normal pace or whatever. But um, so we were kind of far back in the in the pack by that point. By the time we kind of all got funneled into a line, the land itself was impressive. I'm not going to give any real details away but the first thing that we really encountered as we walked in was Chewbacca fixing something so he was just kind of standing there fixing something he had you know a a Galaxy's Edge helper nearby obviously you know making sure everything was okay but that was really cool touch to just kind of see him at work um, normal day at work for Chewbacca fixing something so we ended up in a line which was about a 40 minute line to get onto Smuggler's Run, which I think is phenomenal. Um, we were a party of six, so we got our own cockpit in the Millennium Falcon. The first ride through, I was a pilot with Sophie. Britta and Griffin were shooters, and Scott and Ethan were engineers. Um, I was so distracted by everything. Okay, this is not going to surprise anybody. But I didn't listen to any of the instructions oh. that were that were given. So I'm like flying the Millennium Falcon, and I'm pulling the pulling down to go down, and I'm pushing up to go up, and we're crashing all over the place because you're supposed to pull down to go up and push up to go down. So I was like standard flight opposite. style controls, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I I was clueless until like three quarters of the way through, and I was like. Oh, that's me. I'm causing it to crash. The kids were relentless at the end of it. They were just like, how could you fly like that, Mom? And they were just letting her have it. She was not happy. <laughs> that was on, like, the third ride through. Yeah. Later on in the week, I got really mad, and I had a meltdown. But we're not going to talk. I didn't. I don't have that in my notes, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> right. that. Um, 
That's what I'm here for. But the, the <laughs> buttons are fun. So if you're like a me- the engineer or the shooter, they're fun. But don't spend all your time looking to the sides. You're going to miss the whole thing. So really um, pay attention to what's happening in front of you on the screen. Um, don't get so sucked into the actual game. You're going to get through it anyways. I think that you've heard there's been rumors and things that the ride can be cut really short if you don't do the right things. I don't think that's true. We went on it three times with um, different groups of people even. And I don't really feel like it was any different length of time depending on how. Yeah, it I, I, the first time I went on it, I actually wasn't super impressed with it because I was in the back row and I was concentrating on all the the blinking buttons and you feel like oh I have to push this one this one that one and the reality is you need to look straight ahead at the screen because you'll miss the whole show and then you really just have like one or two buttons that blink so if you have good peripheral vision just look straight ahead and push the button as it happens and uh, like Stacy said I think I think it overcompensates when you don't hit the right button it's kind of like mission space where it overrides mm-hmm. uh, things so um I think it was a little, it wasn't shorter, but you didn't get as much done uh, in the in the time frame. So it does impact the outcome, but it, the length of the ride stays the same, I think. Okay. Yeah, and Britta loved it. She she absolutely loved that, that ride. Um, so after that, we were able to kind of then just relax and really focus on Disneyland itself. Um, Max Pass was amazing i didn't really understand why it would be so amazing until we started using it but um it's like a perfect mixture of my disney experience and the old paper fast pass system there's so much flexibility i think that we we must have just burned through so many fast passes during the day because you're able to get them you know every 60 to 90 minutes and you can hold several at a time so we would be going on attraction after attraction after attraction without really having to wait for any of them so it was um it was just really really great but we did indiana jones which which scott was not a fan of chris <laughs> i know that that's like your favorite thing he didn't like it which made me really sad was it because of the the motion or or or, or what scott what was the reason for it uh, i just think there was kind of a lack of lack of theming to a certain extent there was like just a few little scenes of indiana jones and just not not enough action going on so you know it's like the same track as dinosaur and in dinosaur you're in the dark and there's things popping out at you i just felt like there was more to that i was comparing it a lot more to dinosaur so i kind of like the jerkiness of dinosaur where you're abruptly moved around and sped around and things jumping out at you so i just think it was so lit as far as you know the you mean it was really cool? It was Scott? really cool. Yeah. Uh, you can <laughs> like, tell he's been hanging out with his kids a lot this right, summer. Exactly. You could see everything coming, and there just weren't enough surprises there for me. So it's just kind of like going around on the track. Okay. So, yeah, and I, I really liked it. I thought I, the first time I didn't really know. I, I we finished it, and I was like, "Oh, hey, that was fun." I don't really get why it was so cool. But then the second time I wrote it, I really, really liked it. So that was, um, I was able to pay attention a lot more to different things. And and um, I loved it the second time through. Um, 
then we, we went on Space Mountain. Britta was able to do Space Mountain. She loved it. She's a big roller coaster fan. The only two things she couldn't do during this um, trip was Indiana Jones and Incredicoaster. She could ride everything else that we that we did. I don't know if there's anything that we didn't do that she couldn't ride, but um, the longest wait of the day was probably also our biggest mistake, and that was the storybook canals. <laughs> um and I've heard so many people love that. Joe Fickus is one of the people who are like, that's my favorite ride. We went in the middle of the day. It was like a 45-minute wait that we stood in the line outside in the hot sun with teenagers and a preteen who went on this attraction. and was like, what was that? <laughs> Why did we just go on a boat and look at tiny little villages? I think that if, if it was a shorter line in a cooler part of the day, it may have been more charming for our family, but um, <laughs> probably that was probably our mistake there. Um, we ate dinner at the Golden Horseshoe, which is a quick service restaurant, but there's also a little dinner show. And um, so we're sitting there and eating. Scott has his back to the stage, probably purposefully. <laughs> um, he's eating his wings. Were you eating wings? Something that was messy, he was eating. And all of a sudden, they start calling hey guy guy in the gray shirt come on up and you could tell in his face he knew at that moment they were talking to him um so he was pulled up on stage and he was um labeled the town drunk and he had to continuously say i'll drink to that do you want to give it to the audience there i'll drink to that (laughs) (laughs) oh he was a really good scott hang on hang on hang on that wasn't the bravado i saw earlier and since stacy's got the ear button (laughs) yeah can i get it can i get it with the gusto scott please please Uh, all right let's see i should probably stand up for this all right stacy get close (laughs) i'll drink to that okay okay was that good enough okay that's good it wasn't drunk enough i know but (laughs) there's no drinking at magic kingdom so he couldn't get drunk to begin with but um we ended the night or the afternoon with tiki, with tiki room and dole whips. Um, she meant Disneyland Park, everybody. What did I say? Magic Kingdom. We knew oh what she meant. Gosh, it was the St- Stacy. It was the original Magic Such Kingdom. So you're you're okay. It's the original <laughs> Magic Kingdom. You're okay. <laughs> Thanks for. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> um, and then we just kind of went back to the hotel, went swimming for the evening. Um, we didn't really want to stay for the for fireworks and stuff because we'd be doing that later on in the week. Um, then before we left, we got a little extra magic because we knew that we were staying an extra day. We had an extra day that we were in California and we went to go look at getting an extra day added to our five day park hoppers. So we went to guest services and they were like, oh no, we, it, it stops at five days. Then you have to start over the next day. So she quoted us if we wanted to get one extra day with that, with, um, with max pass and park hopping it would have been like 246 dollars per person um so that's over a thousand dollars for our family to spend one extra day there so um she scott was just saying is there anything any discounts any dvc discounts anything we could do and she's like let me call ticketing and let me check so she um called ticketing and they said well, send them over to my booth. So they, so we were like, okay, we know what that means. Like when somebody tells them to go specifically to somebody else, we're going to hopefully get a good deal. So we went over to ticketing and they ended up giving us a free extra day at Disneyland. So Bonus. it was 
beautiful. It's about as good as like, you can she, get. Oh, I know. So it was really super nice that they were able to do that. Um, we weren't able to get Max Pass for that last day, but we were totally fine with that. They did give us park hoppers and everything. So um, that was really, really cool. Um, and it's really started our vacation off with uh, with a lot of extra magic. So um, the next day we went to California Adventure first thing we see when we walk in is Oswald. Okay, so characters at Disneyland kind of roam about um, and then every once in a while the the character handler will will stop and they'll form a line but it's not like Disney World where they're set times. They're just kind of roaming through the park. He was just finishing a meet and greet and he saw Britta walk by and he took her by the hand. He walked with her and he danced with her. Um, We got the most glorious photo it's actually my um, profile picture so if you um, are on Facebook you can go on Facebook and see my profile photo Um, but that was like oh my goodness is this for real this is our start of Disney's California Adventure Um, and we got this awesome you know one-on-one experience with with Oswald there Um, we went straight to Guardians of the Galaxy and Britta suffered some PTSD from Tower of Terror at um, Walt Disney World. So she had gone on Tower of Terror the last time we were there and she liked it, but she was terrified of it. So um, it took a lot of talking to get her through Guardians of the Galaxy to let her know that it wasn't the same. It wasn't ghosts. It was going to be silly. There's going to be a lot of music. Um, and she ended up really liking it when she once she wrote it. So that was a win in our, in our eyes. Um, we just kind of toured California Adventure, loved Cars Land, loved Pixar Pier. Um, that was my favorite part, I think, of California Adventure. Um, we ate lunch at Wine Country Trattoria um, with the World of Color package. Uh, Scott and Griffin, or that that was okay, by the way. The um, the food was good. Uh, it was a lot of food. We couldn't finish it all. Um, so Scott and Griffin stayed. We the rest of us went back to the hotel to put the food in the refrigerator and everything try to take naps but Britta didn't take a nap so headed back um, in the afternoon and that's when we had the funniest ride of our lives on Mickey's Fun Wheel <laughs> did you go on Mickey's Fun Wheel Chris when you were at Disneyland? Oh yeah I thought it was great Fan- did you go on the moving the moving one? Oh yeah see I'm the only one that thought okay. it was great no one else did but so, I, yeah I, I enjoyed it we didn't realize when we went on it like you you're watching it from below and yeah those those cars are moving there Yeah, it's pretty crazy so we get we get on we start going and um sophie Britt, and i were sitting on one side scott ethan and griffin were sitting on the other side they were sitting on the side that looks out in like off of the ride and so when you start going up you you're moving you're moving fast on these in these cars going if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go look up Mickey's Fun Wheel and see there's like, it's like one of those little kid toys where you move the, the, um, the like rocket ships or whatever over the wire. It's like the, anyway, you're moving on a Ferris wheel that's going really high. And then you're also going, it's like being on a roller coaster while you're on a Ferris wheel. Scott and Ethan and Griffin started screaming like I have never heard anybody screaming in my life. Sophie was screaming at them to shut up and was was yelling at them saying that she's you're you're embarrassing us. I couldn't breathe because I was laughing so hard at how ridiculous this whole thing was. Um 
it was just really fun. Do you have anything to add about that? Yeah, Sophie was yelling at us, saying we're scaring other people on the ride below, and like small children are starting to cry down below. And, and <laughs> my point was, I'm starting to cry because this is one of the freakiest things I've ever been on. Because <laughs> when you're facing outward and you start flying down, you hit the edge, and sometimes there's a bar, sometimes there's not. Well, we were there when the bar wasn't there, so it literally looks like you're swinging out into the water below so it was it was one of the most terrifying and funniest moments of my life it was great so <laughs> <laughs> um we had the world of color viewing from our from our lunch earlier and it was good we um we stood off to the side we were pretty close up front um there are fast pass people in front of us but they were getting soaked from the fountain. So I was glad that we were a little farther back. But in all, I don't know if I would do the World of Color dining package again. Um, I think that with that show, you can stand other places and see pretty well um, if you get there early enough. So, um, But it was a good experience. I'm glad that we tried it the one time. Uh, the next day, we did not go to a park. We went to Santa Monica Pier, which was packed and hot, but we got to go in the ocean again, so that was great. Can I interrupt you uh, for we a second? Yeah. I, I'm curious. Stacy and Scott, you guys you guys mentioned Cars Land, but you just kind of went went through it. You, yeah. You, you weren't like, like super impressed, or it was just okay? Because I found it to be like the most unbelievable thing I've seen at a Disney park. Yeah, I, I thought uh, the actual ride was great, and I love that it was heavily themed and it was similar to test track but a lot more fun with the whole racing sequence at the end of it so yeah i had a great time with that and uh, we didn't go on the luigi ride uh griffin and i went um in the afternoon when stacy and the other kids went back to the hotel griffin and i went over into the line and we, we saw it going on and we were like you know what we don't need to do this so okay <laughs> we skipped that did you did you actually ride that Oh yeah, we did everything there. But like in general, what do you think of the land, of the theming of the land, and, and down the, the the main strip? And it was that? great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we had just been through the Grand Canyon, not not through the Grand Canyon, but through Arizona and Utah, you know, on the way down. So we had the real mountains and uh, the mesas and all that kind of stuff. So they did a great job with the theming. Um, we were just saying when we were there, we we're like, oh, this feels like we were just there a few days ago. So, and I think that that might be why we weren't absolutely blown away by it because we had pretty much just taken that trip oh, that, you. you know, in the movie. So like you, you see all the scenery and it was kind of like, Oh yeah, that's nice. Like they did a really good job. It was, it was very, very well themed. Okay. Um, it was, we really liked it and we got to explore it a little bit more the next time we went in um, to that area. We went a few times, a few different times. And that's when we stopped to see like to take pictures of characters and stuff like that. Um, so it was it was definitely a, a good thing. Britta loved the ride. We were able to um go on a few times, so that was good. Okay. I'm sorry. I just love that every I just love that everything's so compact there and the next ride is right there. You know, there's not as mm-hmm. much walking as as you're used to at Walt Disney World, so that was great. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. You you were you were at the next day. No, that's okay. Yeah. No, I like that you interrupt me. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she says that to me all the time. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, we did Santa Monica Pier. We um, went to Beverly Hills Rodeo Drive. We saw a bunch of the filming studios. 
we went in search of the Hollywood sign in the daytime and we really lucked out. We, we found a great spot um, up in the hills again where there was no parking there because literally on a hill with, with a hill on one side, a cliff on the other. But Scott was able to drive around and let Sophie and I out so we could get some pictures while he um, and then he swing, swung back around to get us. So that was like one of the bucket list items that we had that we checked off. Um, it's just like another kind of fun adventure, not knowing where we're going or what we're doing, and and uh, Santa Monica though not impressed. It was it was overwhelmingly crowded and just it, it felt like Hollywood where it just was not super clean and just lots of crowds. And Huntington uh, Beach is definitely the better beach to to go to in my opinion. Yeah, with families so, especially. Yeah. I think if you're like a young like, if you're going with your college friends or something, Santa Monica probably would be where you'd want to go. But as a family, Huntington was much more family-friendly. Yeah, and the rides at Santa Monica Pier, nothing compared to what we were going to at Disneyland. So, you know, it pales in comparison, so. Okay. And thankfully, Britta was asleep during that whole time, so we didn't have to worry about doing any of that anyway. So that was, that was a bonus. Um the next day we went to Disneyland again and we were there for Britta's Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique appointment. Um, we weren't going to do Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique on this vacation, but she had um, been seeing little girls walk around and, mm. uh, and of course as a four year old, she really wanted to do that. We had actually planned to do that with her last year at Disney World, but she didn't want to. So we had canceled that appointment. So we were like, we'll just move it to this year. Um, differences is at Disney World, you have to book that well in advance in order to get a spot. At Disneyland, when I kind of had gone to explore a couple of days before, I was looking at the options and a group of 10 little girls walked in and they all got appointments that same day. So um, to, to be safe, we did make an appointment for her, but it's much easier to just walk up um, at, at Disneyland. But she chose Cinderella, and um, so we bought. We did. We were the suckers. We bought the dress, and she got the dress. And with the package, she got the tiara and the wand. Um, but it was just like a awesome experience from start to finish. She was shaking with excitement the entire time she was getting her, her hair done. Um, she got her makeup done and her nail polish, and had lots of pix- pixie dust all over her. And you could tell she really felt like a princess. In fact, that whole day she was telling people that her name was Cinderella, um, which was really funny because then once she took the dress off, she was Britta again. So she was like, nope, I'm not Cinderella (laughs) anymore. Now I'm Britta. Um, It was really cool because with that package, we got a private photo shoot with Cinderella's carriage. So she was able to get some photos there. And then we got special fast passes with the princesses. Um, so we could skip that whole line for the meet and greet area. And then we also got printed pictures with the package. So it was expensive, but you know, for like a once in a lifetime thing for her, um, it was definitely worth it. Although she is talking about next time we go to Baby Bobby <laughs> Boutique. And I was like, if you ever do this again, you're bringing your own dress. And I think grandma might be paying for it because that was a little bit pricey. Um, we went to Toontown before the fight. That was like three days before the fight that we were there. Uh, our Toontown was very nice and family friendly. No fights happening. Um, and we had lunch at Blue Bayou that day. I think both Scott and I both agree that I I should say I'm glad that we did it. 
but we would not do that again. Um, for one thing, Pirates was down during our time there, oh. but we were also sitting pretty far away from the from the river anyway. But um, it was really expensive, and there was just a very limited menu. So, and I didn't realize kind of how big the portions were going to be. So both Sophie, Ethan, and I ordered the um, what is that called? The oh, the Monte Cristo. Yeah. And so that was just, we could have like all split that and still had leftovers. Um, so I just felt like maybe, maybe if we ever did it again, we would know, we would have a little bit more experience and know what we were getting into. But, um, but it was nice. It was a nice restaurant. I just don't know if it's worth kind of the price that, that you paid for it. Um, we also experienced the Nemo submarine that day. <laughs> I was sitting right next to somebody who was very, very, very sweaty and had been drinking a lot. So my experience on Nemo submarines wasn't the best, but I think Scott liked it. Britta really liked it. She still talks about it. Um, and pirates, of course. We, we, we did pirates multiple times throughout the trip and thought that it was absolutely amazing at Disneyland. Did you like pirates at Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah, it was really um, better than so Walt- much. It's just so much better. Better than Walt Disney World, World correct? Yeah, yeah, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Just a lot. There are a lot more scenes, and um, but still very familiar. So you still got the you know the comfort feeling of it, but it was still as comforting as pirates can be, I guess I should say. <laughs> um, the next day, we went and checked into Grand Californian, which was we're so lucky to be able to do that with DVC. Um, we just spent the day at the pool. Our room wasn't ready. We did get to see Trader Sam's again, and we did get to sit down at Trader Sam's. So we um, got nice shared in uh, Oa. Um, the kids had some fruity drinks that had no alcohol in them, and um, kind of just enjoyed the atmosphere there with with the different things. Not too many people ordered drinks that really did anything. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but um, it was it was a nice lots of kids in there at that time nice and family-friendly atmosphere um we explored the paradise pier hotel we that evening we went to storyteller cafe just kind of had a nice relaxing day at the at disney's grand californian enjoyed our room a little bit um so our room was really nice we had a one bedroom at the hotel um i can't remember if there's anything that was like spectacular about it, we were right by Goofy Sky Coaster ride, so you could hear screaming from it. And Ethan, typical fourteen-year-old boy, like clueless about most things, it was like the day we were checking out, and then he was like, "Oh, we're right by a ride." And so he's like, "Yeah, didn't you hear? Don't, didn't you hear all this screaming for the whole week?" And he's like, "I thought that was just kids at the pool." <laughs> but like. Why would there ever be that much screaming at a pool? <laughs> Constant <laughs> screaming right outside our hotel room. Um, the next day, we park hopped a ton, Grand California or California Adventure again. But then we had lunch at Riverbell Terrace at Disneyland for the Fantasmic Dining. Um, food was okay. It was it was good. Um, we. Went back to the hotel for a rest. Um, went back to Grand California, or I'm sorry, California Adventure. Britta got picked for Turtle Talk, which was a fun experience. Um, he was Britta asked him something, or no? Um, Griffin was whispering in Britta's ear to ask him what your favorite color is. 
So he whispered, what's your favorite color? And when Crush um, talked to her, she just said pink. So it was like, he's like, oh, I, are you are you asking me my favorite color or something <laughs> oh. like that? It was like a funny experience. Oh, that's cute. Um, so all the adults in the in the room thought that was really cute. Um, obviously, I did not tell that story very well, but anyway, it was a really cute experience. Um, we did get to play in that big playground area for a little while. Um, Griffin, I think, liked it a lot more than Britta did. She's not so keen on bridges that move, so that that places a lot of those bridges. So she conquered her fear at some points, um, but then didn't really want to spend a whole lot of time there. So we um, we thankfully lucked out, I think, in that area. But we then went to Fantasmic, which was absolutely phenomenal um, with the dining package. We had front and center center view for Fantasmic. I don't think we could have had a better view. Our seating from the Riverbell Terrace was in the same exact seating area as the Blue Bayou seating. Um, the difference was Blue Bayou guests get seat cushions with their reservation. The Riverbell Terrace people do not get seat cushions with their reservation, but the seat cushions were like an inch of cushions. So we didn't feel too bad that they had this you know, glorious um, accommodation there. But the other place, and I can't remember the name of the restaurant, it was a box meal you go pick up and eat someplace else i don't know where their seating was but i know that ours was just really really great um then afterwards you just stay for the fireworks right where we are um we were told that they make you stand but we didn't stand we were able to sit through the whole show and the fireworks show so um it was really great um britta fell asleep during it she fell asleep during world of color too but woke up peppy and wanted to ride smugglers run again so it was after midnight it was like 12 30 at that point but we decided you know what we're gonna go for it so we got there waited about 20 minutes and then they evacuated the ride so um the we, sky had talked to one of the cast members who said this is the first time that's ever happened um we're not sure what happened but we ended up heading back to the room after that point but yeah, at night is is really nice i think that at night it was more striking than during the daytime cool so, what, yeah. what did you think about the crowds overall in general you know for disneyland especially considering you know star wars had just opened up yeah do you want to yeah they're they're actually great um later in the week um we left what on a thursday i believe um, so Wednesday or Thursday of that week, it started getting crowded, but it was closer to 4th of July. So I think it was actually 4th of July that was bringing some more crowds. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, it was great. We're used to going to Disney World in the summer, and it's way more packed at Disney World. So this was this was great relief, and all of our worries were really cast aside because uh, you know I think a lot of people are going to wait for... Um, what is it, the resistance ride to, to come to Disneyland before they go. Okay. Um, so I think it helped that it was just Smuggler's Run open right now. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, overall, it was, it was great. Yeah, and uh, they had tons of blackouts for the annual passes, so a lot of the locals couldn't enter the park unless they paid gate prices to get in. Um, but one of the cast members did say that the, the crowds were so dramatically low like unexpectedly low 
that it started going out on social media that Disneyland crowds are, you know, record low at this point. So he said, I think that um, what usually happens is that people start, it, the news starts spreading that it's low crowds and then people start coming. But I think like Scott said, we were just getting closer to 4th of July and people were, you know, taking their long weekends and stuff. And then it started picking up a little bit, but it never felt overwhelming. Um, but it also helped that as we got closer to the end of the trip, we started doing the littler stuff you know we started focusing more on the details and just enjoying our our time there um and that's what happened the next day go ahead what were you gonna say what i noticed too about the trip so far is a lot of the food options you just kind of pass by quickly you didn't mention or go into great detail um so but usually like in a walt disney world trip like the food options are like part of the attraction itself yeah but like like I heard you say a couple of them, like, yeah, it was good. And then, so that kind of was surprising. You, you didn't. Yeah, s- no, we, um, there's nothing, as I was kind of writing my notes, nothing was really memorable. Um, mm. I like, I, I really wanted to try the mint julep at the, you know, in Disneyland. And I liked it. I just don't think that that's my drink. Like, I, you know, I don't think I would have liked that anyway. It was, it was okay. I could see why people really do like it if they like that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing that I really um, thought was phenomenal. In fact, I really want all I really wanted was a Mickey pretzel, and we had it, like one or two of them during the during the vacation. But I one of the nights I really wanted one before I was going back to the hotel. I could not find a pretzel stand anywhere, but there were churro stands like every. I was going to say they're like hundred feet. They're all stand. about the churros and the corn dogs in Disneyland. Yes, exactly. And Ethan had gotten a corn dog. Our churros um, are terrible churros down here. Oh yeah, I don't like. I'm not. I, I was not impressed with them at Disneyland either. And I actually, they have like corn on the cob at oh, yeah, Disneyland. That, was, that was actually great. So there were several times we would buy corn on the cob and just eat that for lunch or something. So. Uh, it's definitely not like Disney World where there's options everywhere that you want to try something. And uh, the main reason to get any of the food packages was just for the shows, you know, just to get better seating. Huh. So, uh, so yeah, I wasn't wasn't overly impressed with anything except uh, does uh, Disney World now have uh, the Dole Whip with raspberry option? Do they have that down in Florida? Um, let's see. I know. There's a lime Dole Whip. There's a, I want to say a lemon Dole Whip. Is there a saltwater Dole Whip? There might be one. Yeah, I don't believe so. <laughs> uh, there <laughs> might be a raspberry one for one of the, the specialty cones, like the Hey Hey cone or something like that might be raspberry. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, I definitely picked that up several times on the trip. Some raspberry pineapple Dole Whip, like a mixture of the two. So That sounds delicious to me. It's out there several times and... Uh, yeah, it was great. So I'm hoping it's a Disney World too. So I will yes. look into it and let you know. Yep. <laughs> so what was the next day, Cece? Um, yeah, the next day was just kind of picking up on things that we um, wanted just to kind of spend more time looking at. We spent a lot of time this day at the animation class at um, California Adventure. Like they used to have that at Disney World. Um, they still have it at Disneyland. And all the kids really, really liked doing that. Even Britta enjoyed the classes. So I think we ended up maybe doing total, like over the last two days, maybe 10 characters, 10 classes. 
Um, our stack of papers is huge of all the characters that we drew. Um, so that was just like a fun family thing that we were able to do. We all really enjoyed it. Uh, we did go to the Carnation Cafe the second to the last day on Main Street, and I really that was fun. Um, the, the food there was really good. I think I got a really good burger. Um, but I had, that was at the recommendation of a lot of people to go stop there, and I think that it was just kind of a charming place. I think it was like a, a original restaurant too um, when Walt, when the park was built. Yeah, uh, I would say the food isn't outstanding there, but I think it's the nostalgia of that, like she's saying, just the fact that it's been there all the, all those years. Okay. Yeah, and the last day I think was my favorite meal. We started the day at Disneyland at the Plaza um, restaurant for breakfast, and we we're not breakfast people. We don't really ever eat breakfast in the parks. We might just have granola bars in our room or whatever, or pop tarts, or pop tarts. Yeah. But the, it was so much fun. Um, there, when we were at the plaza, I think that there were ten characters at our meal. There might have been eleven. I think I might have missed one. But um, at my count, there was Minnie Mouse, um, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, the Fairy Godmother, Captain Hook, Max. That's Goopy, Son Max, um, Chip, Dale, and Rafiki. Holy cow! So all of those characters at one meal, really good interactions. The restaurant was not crowded when we were there. I think they came around twice actually. All wow. Pooh Bear came around a few times though, and Pooh Bear was like really enjoying our table. Like he was. Pooh was like, I don't know, he, he had a good night or something the night before because he was nice and peppy um, with our family. And Captain Hook was really funny, too. We were sitting right by a window, and he kept on coming into the window and peeking in the window. Um, and Britta was kind of terrified of him, so that was that was both funny and a little bit sad at the same time. Um, but, of course, there's Mickey Waffles there, and the Mickey Waffles were glorious, just like always. Um, anything else that you... Yeah, I'd say that was probably the best meal out of out of the whole time. So. And it was the cheapest too, so that was also a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, but that day we explored Tom Sawyer's Island, which I haven't done at Disney World for forever. Uh, that was that was really fun. Um, just kind of going through there. Britta did not like the caves, so we had to skip a lot of the caves. But for some reason, we got her into the Dead Man's Grotto which I don't know if it's the same thing at Disney World because we haven't been for so long, but there's a lot of interactive elements in there, like electronic things that happen, and it was a little bit scary even for me to go and walk through, but she walked through that one just fine, but the plane caves, she did not. Um, and then we just went back... Our cat is coming into the room being very squeaky. Um, then we just went back to the resort for pool time for the last afternoon. Um, it was really cool because at Disneyland at Grand California during the pool party characters come out so we had Pluto at our pool party at Grand California and um, hanging out with the kids and playing games with them like spent a good half hour um, interacting with the kids and there might have been like 10-15 kids and they got that that one-on-one time with Pluto so that was super fun Um, and the last thing we did was we went on the water ride what is the water ride called? Grizzly... The, is the raft ride. Grizzly River Run? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the only one in this whole conversation that has not been there, and I'm the only <laughs> one that knows the name of that ride? I thought she was fielding it to Scott. I was letting something. Scott answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, shrugged, too. Like, he did not remember. But, um, 
he laughed so hard I almost peed in my pants because um, we had our own raft and um, for some reason our family and water rides with rafts like every other raft will come off dry ours for some reason will just be filled with water so um, it happened again like we were just drenched and looking around like how did none of these other people on any of these other rafts like they have drips of water on their shoulder where like we look like river rats that have just drowned um <laughs> So um, that was really like a f- good end of our time at Disneyland was that ride. And we were, and the best part was that since we were staying at, at Grand California, we were able to walk right off the ride and into our room. So um, that's another, that's like one of the best parts about staying, <laughs> staying in that hotel was just the fact that you could leave the park and just be right at your hotel room. The um, convenience of that is yeah. Very high value. That being said, though, I think the neighborhood hotels we both agreed, you know, for the price, um, it would probably be a no-brainer to just stay on at the Homewood Suites like we did at the beginning, because um, it's quite a few points for our family uh, for a one-bedroom there. So, uh, yeah, it, it takes like a, about two years worth of vacations to stay there. So, okay, for for the amount of points we have, so. We had a good time there, I'd say, and would highly recommend those good neighbor hotels. Okay. Yeah, it was it was like a luxury to stay at the Grand Californian, but it wasn't something we would definitely do each time. But um, it was it felt it felt good to be able to do that once. Gotcha. Um, and then we then we were heading home on the Fourth of July, and funny thing was we did not see one firework driving. We we drove until. We drove. We ended up stopping at the Grand Californian, right? Or sorry, Grand Californian, Grand Canyon, right in time for sunset that night. So it was probably like eight thirty or so. We got to the Grand Canyon to to do that, um, and we drove probably until like midnight or something that night, and didn't see any fireworks wow. at all. So that was really interesting. But the Grand Canyon was terrifying and really <laughs> awe striking. It was it was beautiful, but um, I was really scared. What, Have either of you ever been there? No. What makes it terrifying? The um, the fences or whatever you're going to call them were like knee high. Yeah, they're, they're knee high, so you get a great view. But you have people like sitting on them, dangling their feet off. But literally on the other side, it's just dropped straight down, straight down. And having a four-year-old with us is was super scary. So like holding her hand the whole time, and she's skipping along. And I mean, uh, and you know that she's not going to launch herself from like the middle of the path off the ledge and fall to her death. But <laughs> it's like it's just right there, and it's probably it's probably more like thigh high. It's it's definitely, but it's a it's a ledge, so you. People were just sitting all along it. I, in order to be able to get up to it, I had to hold on to it and then kind of creep my way forward. I probably looked a little bit ridiculous, but it was, um, I didn't know I was really afraid of heights until that moment. Um, but it was absolutely breathtaking and beautiful. Um, and, it was, and, and pictures don't do any justice for it. Like you tried to capture it and you look at your pictures and you're just like, no, that's not what I'm looking at. So it, it just, doesn't work uh, you have to really experience it yourself it's it's amazing you had another thing to do once in your life so. okay really cool okay so yeah. you're you're, you're, then, you're through the grand canyon what made you go why didn't you repeat the same route you just wanted a scenic route bet or something different 
Yeah, we wanted to do a different route. We knew that the um, the drive was so long that I I didn't know if I was going to want to go back four days the same direction that we had come. Gotcha. So we figured if we went the other way, you know, it's completely new things to see, and it was about the same amount of time um, to do that. So and it was I think it was a really good choice to do that. Um, we drove to the next day after Grand Canyon. We went to Oklahoma City to meet up with my friend Sarah, who's an EDCOT member, and her family, and that was really awesome. We went to the pool and played games um, and just had a lot of fun with them that night. But, you know, getting to seeing another city, um, we didn't really get to explore Oklahoma too much, but it was kind of flat land by that point, so not a whole lot to um, to really look at scenic-wise. Um, and the next day, we went to Marceline, Missouri, so we got to see Walt Disney's childhood home, Um I really would like to go and do that again and spend more time really exploring. Cause we got there about an hour before the museum closed. So it was plenty of time to see it, but I felt like a little bit stressed that um, we were going to be, you know, holding them up the people who are working there, but the volunteer the re- reality is they didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> they, they probably would have stayed open late for us and, um, they were living a life there, just talking about Walt. So, which is amazing because I like there were quite a few people at the museum while we were there, and but it felt like we were talking to these volunteers, like we were the first people they had ha- ever talked to about Walt Disney. Like the passion that these people have working in this place was just phenomenal. the The lady who was our, our initial tour guide, her name is Inez. And she was the one who Walt Disney stayed with when he had come to Marceline um, for like the first several times. And so she, you know, she's still alive. She's living there. She's, she's her daughter owns his childhood home, and that's the reason why they allow people to go there and and go to the barn and everything. Um, so it was just like a beautiful experience to go. So like I really would like to go again and really talk to her some more. And um, you know it. It was just great. Like, I can't even put... Um, yeah, unfortunately, we, we were there Saturday at, like, 4 o'clock, like Stacy said, like an hour before we closed. So the whole downtown area that, you know, Main Street was supposed to be modeled after, everything was closed. So we couldn't experience any of the stores that were there. There were, like, a, an ice cream shop. And it was very run down, but it would have been nice to at least, you know, gone into some places and seen what was there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that, it's unfortunate how, how it, the... It really could be something super, super special, but I just think that um, the money is not there for that town. Um, it's not really getting it from tourism and stuff, so it's just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and, and they made it sound like they were going to get a lot more from Walt, um, but he passed away like right when things were starting up, like the donations to the town. But then after he passed away, then a lot of the, you know, a lot of people looked away from Marceline and. Uh, hmm. and stop donating things there. So that's kind of a sad thing that they weren't able to live into the whole thing that Walt envisioned. But. They did have the only ride outside of one of the Disney parks in Marceline, Missouri. They had an Autopia area there. So they had original Autopia cars from Disneyland and they built an Autopia in Marceline and you can still go there and see the track that they had. Um, and they had the car inside of the museum um, they had several cars, but one of them um, is still in the museum. And they were talking about how they would like that. They the goal is to get that up and running again to have another Autopia 
um, running there. So that was very, very cool. But the best part was going into the barn, I think, and writing our names on the wall. And I, I put WW Review on the wall. I put Ed Cut on the wall. Um, all, of course, all of our names and everything. So if you ever go to Marceline, bring Sharpies, though. They have some pens in the barn, but they were pretty much out of ink. So we were scrambling for whatever we could find. Um, but that was just beautiful. And we got to see his dreaming tree where he did all of his, you know, a lot of his imagining and supposed to be the birthplace of Imagineering or yeah, Imagineering there. Um, it was just really, it was a great, a great day. I think a good sweet end to an amazing trip. Um, and we loved it. So we're definitely going to go back there again, I think. And stay at a, we stayed at a micro hotel that night and it was, terrible so get a better hotel <laughs> than what we did and um and just spend some more time there well let me ask you this in wrapping everything up you you traveled probably close to five thousand miles scott do you know how what was the exact mileage you put on your vehicle it was pretty close to that with uh all the trips to the beaches and stuff so i think it was 2100 each way and then uh plus all the trips to beaches so probably a little under five thousand. okay so my kids get squirrely on a standard trip to florida i couldn't imagine taking my kids to california how did the kids like behave in general on the trip i mean i mean yeah they probably had moments where they were great and moments they were terrible but like overall are they good travelers was did this push their limits or were they prepared for this yeah i, I would say they did pretty well um britta was the one that actually had the most trouble um with her earache, uh, you know, talking about that. And then she would complain a lot in the first, like, day or two about her legs hurting. So right away at the beginning of the trip, we're like, this is not going to be good. Like, we're going to have to worry about finding a hospital or something for her. Um, but as far as the fighting went, there was, you know, a little bickering here and there. But overall, everybody had their devices, and we broke it up pretty well. So as I said, that we had a 10-hour day was the longest and that was the second day into the trip and then each day it went down a little bit so they're used to driving since i'm not a fan of flying so they get used to it pretty well and and i think we did a good job visiting people and and stopping along the way so that was the key is you i was pleased yeah Yeah. it's it's not like when you and i drove down here chris it was where we got in the car we we got out of the car to go to the bathroom and get food that was it yeah pretty much that was the key, is having friends yeah, along it, the way to break it apart, you know, make each day a little segment. Yeah, it was, it was much different as far as when we go down to Walt Disney World. You know, our goal is to get there as fast as possible and start enjoying Disney World because, you know, when you're there, you feel like you're in a, a bubble, like a dome, and once you're there, you can relax. Um, I didn't know what to expect with Disneyland, so I was just enjoying the scenery and the people we were meeting along the way, you know, some for the first time. Um, others we've met a few times and uh, so yeah I was just living into the moments of just meeting people and catching up and and uh, once we got to Disneyland it was enjoyable but again I was ready to go home after the six days and uh, I was ready to drive you know the, the southern route that we took so I was ready to meet some more people and just have fun at the hotel so okay, definitely if you're, if you're ever doing that break it up quite a bit and and go with that. Pete, I got one last question if you got any questions, but St- Stacy and Scott, better than Walt Disney World or is it Walt or Disney- just different? Or just different. So my opinion is if I could take Disneyland and California Adventure 
and replace Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, Walt Disney World would be the perfect park. So, like, take the two California parks and put them in Florida, replace the two in Florida. I really, really loved um, Disneyland and California Adventure. I just don't think that there's enough there to make me want to continuously go back. Mm -hmm. But if we had Epcot and Animal Kingdom in California, or if we could bring those two to Florida, it would be the perfect situation. Hmm. Scott, what what do you think? Yeah, I I definitely, we were talking about that a lot. And, uh, you know, I would go back to Disneyland, but with us driving uh, to the parks, you know, you want to go down there and we usually take about two weeks at Disney World and uh, at the end of the two weeks at Disney World I'm always thinking well I could spend a few more days here even just because there's so much to do and so many options so I love that about Disney World Um, but I was happy with the amount of time we were at Disneyland you know at the parks and and doing that kind of stuff so it's it's just different like I I would agree with Stacey about the two two parks moving them over because I think everything at Disneyland was almost everything was better like all the rides that were there if they have similar rides at Disney World I actually like the Disneyland options better like really? I know some people will kill me for this but like Tower of Terror having the Guardians of the Galaxy I thought I would be in that boat of you know hating that switch but it was an amazing ride, like having the theming a little different. So. And even I agree with that. Like, I would be okay with Tower of Terror switching to Guardians of the Galaxy at Disney World, which I never thought I would say because that's like one of my absolute favorite rides at Disney World. Mm-hmm. But it's just really good. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is really, really good. I think Missy would fight you on that. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's uh, the funny thing about that ride. Um, is that the Tower of Terror, you know, they take you to the different levels and show you the the different different uh, scenery, you know, with them going into the hotel and uh, they push you forward. So we weren't ready for this in, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. They close the doors and you go back like maybe five, ten feet and the ride starts immediately. So like you start dropping and moving up and down. There's no like moving the cart around like they do in Tower of Terror. Uh-huh. So you didn't give us the heads up, Chris, about that, so thanks for not ruining that. <laughs> <laughs> I just spoiled it for everybody now if they've never experienced it. I, I agree with you guys, though. Everything that, you know, when I had uh, Jesse on and anybody who's been in Disneyland, I, Scott Gerke, it, it was hard to find rides that we would pick the Walt Disney World version. Haunted Mansion might have been the only one that uh, of the rides. Yeah, that- and those are, those are so similar, though. I didn't really yeah. see any difference except for that. You know, the hat box ghost, which I actually loved. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I think we have the Escher room. I don't think Disneyland has the Escher room, and I think our attic room is longer. Well, I, yeah, I, it might have been the Walt Disney World version. I always thought was better, you know. So, yeah. St- St- Stacy and Scott, give us some final thoughts here. What would you What would you say if someone's debating a trip there? Um, not necessarily driving, but their first trip can't quite decide if it's worth the extra money what would you think oh it definitely is i i was in the kind of like oh we'll get there someday i really honestly kept on thinking of it for some reason just like a, an amusement park like a six flags like it's going to be in the middle of the city what's you know it's not going to be great it blew me away i mean i'm so glad that we went i'm you know 
I'm sad that we went because now we're not going to go again for a long time. So, um, so like, there's just so many mixed feelings there, but it, it was just, it was phenomenal. I'm so, it was definitely tons of memories made. And, um, I think I just really loved exploring California too. Like we're so used to Disney world vacations where that's what we're doing and we're not ever leaving the bubble, but this, like we were exploring a new place, tons of new places. And those, you know, those memories also were, um, just, you know, with going to be with us forever. Cool. Um, Scott, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I would say to actually, you could save money going to Disneyland. Um, I know flights might be more expensive out there, but, uh, Actually, going to the parks, because you wouldn't have to stay in the parks as long. A five-day would have been plenty, I think, with the max passes, and you feel fulfilled after that. So the sixth day that we got was a bonus, but I wouldn't have felt like we had to be there that sixth day. So um, so I think you could actually do pretty well there. And as I said before, staying off-site, you save the money, but you still get a great experience. You're right there. And uh, a lot of those off-site places have breakfast as well. So there's ways to save money there and actually enjoy yourself really well. So you definitely have to do it once in your life. And just, and we are die hard on site people for Walt Disney world, which yeah. is why we ended up staying at grand Californian for a few days because we wanted that experience. The grand California was nice. It was definitely, like I said, a luxury experience. You, it, it is such a different experience out there staying off site is just as magical at Disneyland. Um, it's not the same as Walt Disney world where you want to be in that bubble. You're kind of still in the bubble at Disneyland. It's all so close together that, um, I mean, you can walk there from really anywhere except for embassy suites. Don't, don't stay there. Sorry. <laughs> embassy you suites. Could walk still, but... and, and you could stay there and have a really great time. If you love embassy suites, I guess <laughs> I don't want anybody mad at me. <laughs> okay. So, Let's wrap this up. Pete, do you have any, any questions for Stacy and Scott before we go? Um, no, I mean, I, I think everything got covered pretty well. Apparently, everybody says, you know, the quick service in Disneyland is way better than here, but it doesn't sound like that's necessarily the case. Yeah, we didn't really find anything that was, I mean... I just feel like Disney World has... I mean, you have Epcot that crushes everything, right? I mean, you have so many options there alone. So, Especially you know, if you're there for, like, services. any of the festivals. Exactly. So the quick services right there, I I would say, smashes Disneyland easily. Yeah, there, there were times that I was like, what do I want to eat? I can't find anything in any of these places. It felt like there was a lot of the same thing in a lot of the places. Um, lots of mac and cheese we found places. <laughs> there and and of course the corn dogs and stuff but it felt like kind of like if you wanted a variety it was hard to find a variety there but they did I'm sure that they had certain things they did very well but then they put those things in a lot of places okay okay so Stacy Scott if anyone wants to contact you ask you questions give you feedback what's the best way well, you can find me on Edcot. Would love to talk to you. Join Edcot or our Facebook group, E D C O T, um, or the WW Review Facebook page, or you can um, find me on Facebook and Stacy Nyman and message me there. So. You can find me through Stacy. I'm also on Edcot, but as many of you know, I don't contribute very much, but <laughs> I am there and I will respond. Um, 
to go ahead and reach me there and i'm on facebook as well so awesome and for peter and myself we're also in edcott or on the ww facebook page uh we're also on twitter uh though our twitter you know essentially presence has been getting shorter and shorter but our facebook profile and presence is 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 as much as ever it has been so uh your probably best bet is on facebook um anything anything else guys before we go no thanks for if you made it this long thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) no problem um I, i say that uh, but you're intending it for somebody else. I really feel bad for your <laughs> ear. <laughs> Scott's been preaching into your ear for the last hour and a half. It's all good. Right? <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, for downloading and listening. And if you have any questions or have any comments, let us know. Shoot us the questions. We'll get you answers. So for my friend Stacy, for my friend Scott, for my friend Peter, and for myself, thank you and have a great day. See you, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.